What is going on? Oh, man. I know football-wise, a a boatload of stuff is going on. That Monday night game, uh, that second half, you know, I saw that Debo hadn't done much. I really thought with McLaurin not doing anything for Brian that night, he had such a – I mean, it set up perfect for Jacob to try to just get the 14 points. And Ayuk, he got most of the work. I think if Jimmy G's there, it might be a different story. I think if they're playing the Rams, because it always seems like – like uh, Debo Samuel has great games against the Rams, but he just he just came up a little short. Debo needed what a little over fourteen points, and he got was it thirteen thirteen point sixty. You know, he a touchdown would have done it. He had one one right there right before the two minute warning. Debo Samuel uh, dropped a ball that he might have caught and turned up field for another fifteen to yards or so. So it's like, I feel for Jacob. You know, I'm jumping right into it. There's there's a lot going on, but I'm just jumping into the main one as there was only one playoff spot left. And honestly, you got to give credit to Brian and the mere fact that he stuck with it because if we look at his schedule, he – what is it? Yeah, at, at one time he's going to finish 6-7, and seven, but he was 4-7. and seven and, he, and Austin was actually a game ahead of him. So he had to overtake Austin – who he knew he had to play week 12, and he knew he would have to ha- t- beat Jacob week 13. So he knew he had to win out. You know, remember, and he, we saw the, the the meme, I think, or the gift that he put up there of, of Jim Carrey where you're like, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. And it was very slim because he also had to overtake Jacob's point-wise. Jacob, you know, he's going to finish. I think Jacob's going to finish in the top three. Either way, had Brian not made it, Jacob made it, whoever ended up making it, you were going to have a team that um, put up record number points to not make the playoffs. You know, that's something that um, it rarely ever happens. I, I can't remember. I've, I've always mentioned I've, I've always wanted to be a team that would win the President's Trophy and just miss the playoffs. You know, it's possible. You basically almost every week have to go up against a guy who is one one or two in scoring and you're always always finishing right behind them um, or have some monster weeks, you know, dominate a guy, score like 250, and then the next week maybe get 170 and then lose a lot of those games and finish with like three, five wins or whatever the case may be. Um, and Jacob came close to doing that. I mean, he, he's been the point leader, I think, since week one. He almost went uh, – Coast to coast, you know, wire to wire. He he was point leader from week one all the way up to, geez, I want to say last week. Last week when um, Jacob, let me see, look at, let me look at his stats, his schedule. Yeah, I think all the way up to last week, he still, he, he, he had a very minimal lead. Um, he had a big lead on everyone. And then last week when he lost, um, he lost by over 100 and 140, and that gave a big difference in ground-wise points with me. That gave me a small lead, and then it came down to this week, you know, who would score the most. And so his team, he almost finished with the President's Trophy, and I think if he had scored more this week, obviously he would have been in the playoffs still. But it's it's heartbreaking because it's tough. I would think it's tougher for Jacob. I'm looking at if I was in that person's shoes, if I was in Brian or Jacobs, Brian's looking at it going, hey, you know what? I traded away some pieces. Um, you know, not that he threw in the towel. Brian never threw in the towel. So I'm not saying that, but he traded away some pieces, got some draft picks, and then he made some really good moves to get 
um, to pick up the trade with with Jacob to pick up Deshaun Watson and Robinson. You know, two solid guys who who helped him make this comeback. Uh, he did give up Brady, who uh, went on to have some good games. But then the one week Jacob uses him, Brady blades a complete dud. I mean, it's just fantasy can be very cruel and unfair at times, and it just seems like it went down that way. You know, he got a third-round pick for Zeke, so he pulled out of the Zeke sweepstakes. I guess maybe he saw the writing on the wall and said, I'm not taking a chance. I would have thought Zeke still would have had a good good season, but it hasn't worked out so much. We talked about that trade he made uh, a mo- over a month ago where he got Noah Fant. Uh, he got David Montgomery. Remember, if you go back and rem- if you listen to the podcast, I did say that I thought the Montgomery pickup was a big one because I felt that that was one of their better pieces. Now, Montgomery did get injured and he missed a, a, a game, half of a game, another game against Minnesota. Then they had the bye week, came back against Green Bay. And look at since he's been back, you want to wonder why Brian has been chalking up the 200 plus points, which he has the last few weeks. Against Green Bay, he had 31, and then against Detroit this week, he had 28. Both those are huge differences. That makes up for a giant piece of, you know, missing Zeke. You're able to trade Zeke, you know. And in the meantime, Michael Thomas has had two good games, week 11 and then week 13. Um, and so the move worked out, you know. he gets a, And then he gets a fifth-round pick at it. He had a conditional pick. We saw that's not going to happen now with Jacob not making the playoffs. Uh, unless there's a point, you know, there still is something where it could be a fluctuate a point here and there. We know stat correction. So uh, I think Jacob needed, it has a 51 point lead or he needed to um, score at least 50 points more than, than Brian uh, Jacob. And he scored 51, 51.7, something like that. So I think he's got it. It's not a hundred percent. We'll have to see in the, uh, the, after Tuesday's game, uh, what the final, or because the points, you know how they accumulate after the weekly games. And because they keep having these Tuesday football, uh, it's delaying everything, which is driving me nuts. But, you know, this is where it comes down to. Jacob has been one of the most dominant teams all season stat-wise. Let's go back to the early in the season. I know, Dino Dan, at times you said, man, can we go up so without – well, this is Jacob's swan song because he's not going to be in the playoffs next week. So unless he makes a run in the NIT – because I will cover that in the podcast because this podcast is for the whole league, not just playoff teams. Um, but we talked about week one, 200 points, then 232, then 263, then 214 and 214. The first five weeks he scored 200 points. He was just destroying teams. A lot of that had to do with – now I know one guy. You're not going to say, hey, one guy is doing it, Alvin Kamara. But if you look at it, Alvin Kamara was running back one, the big first – six to seven weeks of the season. Drew Brees goes down. And he has not been, maybe the game plans have changed. It's not been the same. But week four and five are two losses that are, I mean, is any loss fair? I mean, I guess are really heartbreakers. Those are, That's the difference. If Jacob wins one of those, he's in the playoffs. If he wins two of them, uh, coming in towards the last few games, he would have had a chance at a bye week, you know, still in the division contention. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. Uh, yeah, he lost 214 to 216 to Steve. I mean, any stat correction could have swung it either way. It didn't happen. Then the following week, he loses to Mario 218 to 214. I don't think I've ever seen that. We've seen, you know, we saw Eric in uh, last season against Dino Dan where it was, you know, the high, this is before Superflex. So that was the one, that was the highest scoring game combined. And that's a heartbreaker to lose. 
well, try doing it back-to-back weeks when you are a juggernaut of an offense. You know, that's that's difficult. So um, those are the ones that really hurt. You know, he lost 183 to 178 week seven to Team Tussle, but he put up a good team. It's not like he put up a bad roster. Um, this week, I know he didn't play. Uh, Brian mentioned he didn't play Michael Thomas. And that, yes, if he'd played Michael Thomas, that would have been the difference. You know, Jacob would have limped into the playoffs, but... Uh, you know, it's easy to say it after it's already happened, but we know he, against Atlanta, he tore it up two weeks ago, but then what did he do last week against Denver? Michael Thomas was nothing. The whole passing attack was nothing. So it's a 50-50 coin flip. You're thinking, okay, Atlanta, who is playing better? Are they going to say, let's take Michael Thomas away and see what uh, Taysom Hill can do? Or is this just going to be a repeat? Most of the time with coaches, you would think they're not going to allow the same thing. And Atlanta did. So Jacob, you know, he made a move where he said, I can take a gamble that he's going to go out and do the same thing. And most of the time that doesn't happen, especially when you just played the team two weeks ago. That doesn't happen a lot of times. Uh, You'll see something where, you know, Traquan Smith will have the big game because they'll take uh, Thomas out of it. And they're they're going to say, we're not going to let him beat us again like that. And so he made a, a judgment and it just backfired. And it's you want to think it shouldn't have come down to this, you know. It shouldn't have come down to this. He had some tough losses. I think the hardest loss for me personally um, to where or to where I thought he had it was week 10. Week 10 when he lost 173 to 175 to Christian. Uh, he had he was only down by like 12, I want to say, and he still had two players, including uh, H- Hendricks from the Vikings. And I was like, oh, he's got it. I looked at him like it's over, you know, or Kendricks, whatever, the linebacker. I was like, he's got this in the bag. This one's done. Um, he's good for 20, you know, it was against the bears who we know do a lot of run plays. It just, it just felt like he's got that game and it's over. And then I didn't even give it a second glance that night. The next day I just went to check the scores, you know, as I'm like, okay, who won, what's going on? Who's got the point lead. And I look and I go, wait a minute, why is it showing Christian with the trophy next to it? And I I looked at the stats and Hendricks only had like eight points. And that, that was just like, that would have drove that would have been the hardest loss for me because I would have been like, dude, I had it. You had it in the bag, and there's nothing you could do about it. You have to sit there and take it. And I think Jacob going right now, we've seen some good teams miss the playoffs. But let's be honest, last year we saw had a six and seven team. This year, um, who do you think's better? This year, six and seven team, which will be Brian who gets in, where he's gonna score over and regardless of Superflex. Let's look at, like I said, looking at Brian's schedule. Week one, 60, 16, or 163, then 192. Then week four, 211, then 195. That does not sound like a team that, and yet here, look at his, he scored uh, either 190 or higher. One, two, three, four of his first seven, and yet he had four losses. He was three and four. So he easily should have been four and three or get one sneaky win in there like we all get. You know, a couple times a season, he could have been five and two. His record did not reflect his team. Uh, he was just getting beat by teams who just happened to score more than him. You know, he went against week two. He scored one ninety two and lost to Jacob, who put two thirty two. Week three, he scored one seventy one. We've talked about if you break one seventy, you know, fifty percent of the time or so, you should win. And he lost uh, to my team two twenty eight. So he was. Then he snuck a win away with 211. He had to score 200 to get his second win by week four, and Elijah scored 205. Then he lost to Dino Dan week five, 239 after he scored 185. 
Brian's team was on pace to be probably the highest scoring non-playoff team. Not President's Trophy, but he would have been the highest scoring non-playoff team. We talked about how tough this division was. We talked about how you had Brian and Jacob, you know, two solid rosters, two great guys who have made the playoffs many times. Brian, every and the streak continues as if this point, when this podcast is being made, it appears Brian will be in and his streak will continue at eight seasons. Eight out of ten years, or eight out of eight. He missed the first two seasons in our league. Eight out of eight. And he had every chance to fold when he was four and seven. Like I said, he was he was five, uh, four and two, right? Or two, I'm sorry, two and four. We've seen other teams uh, go two and four and make the playoffs. He's been 0 oh and four and he made the playoffs. So Brian's got... Uh, Right, everything just worked out for him after a, a tough start. How he made some good moves, good trades, um, set himself up for a little bit next year with some extra draft capital, and then just made the right moves. He scored week nine, 200, week 11, 182, week 12, 205, and now he's got over 200 again this week. So, three out of the last five weeks, he's broke 200, and that's going to be the last playoff team in that. I mean, Jacob should be in. But if you look at it, this is almost like this This is probably the perfect season to where if we'd allowed one more team in. You know, I did say that at the beginning of the season. Do we want to be like the NFL and add a seventh team, right? And it would be a play-in game. You know, you would make it where uh, the top five teams get a first-round bye. But then we'd have to – no, then we'd have to end the season a week earlier. That's dumb. We don't want to do that. So, yeah, anyways, we were going to see that and it got voted down and we should leave it as is. But if any year this is the year, I mean, you're going to have Jay, uh, Jacob score over nearly, nearly 2,500 points and not be in the playoffs. Subtract the super flex, right? Take out the super flex, the quarterback. Let's say on average it gets you 20 points a game. So that's another 200 and something. He's still over 200 and something, but less than 300. That's still... Right, that still um, tells me that if you took off 300 points off Jacob's team, he's still going to score over 2,100 points. We've never not had a team score. Or we've never had a team score 2,100 points and not get in the playoffs. So this will be a first. And I think this is a lot where it the top teams, like if you look after the first six weeks, you could kind of figure out who would the play at that point who would be the playoff teams. You had Steve and Mario. You had Dino and Christian. And you had Jacob and myself. And those six teams looked like they were a lock. And Brian and even Austin some games um, were putting up solid 200-point games and just losing uh, that week. And it balanced itself out. You know, Austin's going to finish 5-8. and eight. That's not bad in the division. Once again, we're going to have a playoff team at six. I, did, I thought basic on the six top six teams, Jacob really should have had a couple wins in there. I honestly think that Jacob should – he didn't, but at the end of the year, maybe have eight wins. You would have had all six teams with winning records as opposed to last year or the last few years. But I can't think of on record a, a season ever where you had a six seed be as high as scoring as, you know, the two seed. So looking at it right now, you have Brian at 2261. I'm not counting this week. Just the first 12 weeks, you have Brian at 2261 and you have Dino Dan at 2274. Right, and Dino Dan is eight and four as opposed to Brian at five and seven. That's a three game swing, and that's a first place team who was fighting for a bye week and a, a last a seventh place team trying to sneak in. That's how big their points are. 
That's why I'm saying, dude, whoever wins this, whoever wins this uh, deserves it. We all need a little luck. You know, um, I don't care if, like I said, if Dino Dan or Steve uh, or Christian or J- Brian makes it and pulls the upset because, you know, my team's the top scoring team. Um, but if I go out in that second round, it doesn't matter that the, every team in this thing, this is not going to be like one of those upsets last year where we saw that with Elijah's team. The, every team, if Jacob had made it, same thing. Um, yeah, so. That that was the main thing to talk about. That was crazy. You know, that was crazy. That was crazy because so much was riding. I don't want to be in that situation. Um, if you come out on top, it's great afterwards, but it's nerve-wracking, you know, especially with so much on the line. This ain't just week two or something. When you basically go, that's it. I got I got everything I put on this, all my trades, all my free agent moves, everything I, I went in for, uh, riding on this last game, Debo Samuel. And it just doesn't work out. Or if it did, if he did make that play and Brian goes, all the points I put up, all the trades I made, everything I did to try to still help my team next year and maybe find a way to get in. And he did. Um, all hinges on one guy, one play. It's it's tough. It's a tough, nerve-wracking game. Honestly, I wouldn't have been watching. when I've had that. I've had it where if it's like a 10-point game, if we went into tonight and I was uh, Brian – um, I would not have been watching the game. I would have been. Of course, we were busy anyways. We were doing our basketball fantasy draft. But uh, uh, I still had the game on. But if I was me, I would said, nope, I don't want to know anything. I'm not, I would have been out of the group text. I would have been on silent mode, and I would have waited till the game was done. I would have waited till about 8.30 and said, oh, it's not in overtime. Then I would have looked. Because then if I lose, I go, okay, whatever, you know. It's it's over, and um, I it's it's less stressful to me at least when i watch it it could be like oh no no and then you see that last play and that's when you just go no dude i can't believe it you know because then you don't know if you if you watch i know from some of the first half uh debo i think had one or no catches the first half so it's like you know if you're jacob that's that's insane you're like dude come on you couldn't have got me three or four catches just to get me you know seven points and give me you know maybe a touchdown the second half Anyways, I've talked way too much about it. I just think it's it sucks that one of them had to be out. Um, both of them are insanely good rosters, insanely good teams. Um, I think either one of them could have won the championship, and Brian will now have a chance to prove it. We could see next week if Jacob uh, attempts to even – he might be so frustrated he might not care. But if you know he's going to miss out on a lot of lotto balls, you know he's only going to have a, a couple because he's going to finish six and seven. That's only one for the minus difference, and then a couple for finishing uh, seventh place. So he might go, hey, you know what? I need to try to win that IT. And to me, honestly, that's the best way to prove that, hey, man, I should have been in there. If he goes out there and drops 200, 200, 200 in the NIT, wins that, gets the five lotto balls, he could easily say, look, dude, you know, it's frustrating because he knows then he could have won the title, but at least he could have showed that, hey, it was no fluke. You know, it was no fluke that I was there all year because we know his team was one of the best. And it just and what kills is another thing that really hurts is Justin Herbert. I, I I know New England. Last week New England really did well against Kyler Murray, which hurt Jacob. And this week it was New England again, really doing it to him against Herbert. I have no idea what happened with the Chargers. I watched a lot of that game. Um, like I said, I have Herbert in another league, and I was really counting on him to get me twenty five, and I would have got a buy. Now I don't. I lost, so now I got to play in the first round. 
And it, it comes down to Herbert, you know, I was like, and I'm sure Jacob was in the same thing going, where, where is this? Where's the place to Keenan Allen? Where's the place to Hunter Henry? Where's the, the offense? And they, the offense just looked terrible. And honestly, since Austin Eckler's come back, not nothing against him. The offense looks like it's trying maybe to get him more involved. And it just seems stagnant. It doesn't seem like it's as smooth as it was. It could be the defenses as well. We'll find out. He's got a big game coming up against Atlanta. That'll be a, a great one. That would have been huge if Jacob got in to have uh, Herbert going up and Kyler Murray. Uh, two great quarterbacks with good matchups this week. So it's frustrating for him, but it'll work out the NIT. So now we got the last seed going, and now there was so much with like what needed to happen. We talked about it. That's why I didn't want to get – I text a lot of it, but I didn't want to get in too much to this is for this and this is to that and this is to this. I mean if anyone looks, you can kind of see where you're at. But as it stands now, Steve is going to win. He will go to 10-3, and three and he will lock up the second seed. So Mario as well will be 10-3, and three, but Mario will finish um, I think – Three and two in division play, and Steve beat him one time. They only played once. Steve went one and zero. Doesn't matter. Uh, it comes down to how you goes heads up. If Steve, if Mario went two and zero against Steve, the division record is the second option. So Mario needed to beat Steve two and zero. He didn't. They only played once the third time, and Steve did beat him anyways. But then when you only play the division opponent once, the the tiebreaker is division record. Steve went five and zero. The division is his. The The bye week is Steve's. So Mario will have to play in the first round. And the way it goes now, it always goes the way the arrangement is, is that it is always the two division winners are the bye weeks. The other division winner is the three seed. Even though Mario has a better record than Dino Dan at 10-3, and three, Dino Dan is still the three seed. The four seed would then be... Mario, the five seed would be Christian, and the six seed would be Brian. So the playoffs, the way they line up now, Dino will take on Brian in the first round, and that's going to be a great one because both of them just dropped 200. 201 for Brian, 217 for Dino, and that's without Gibson. Gibson, you know, played two two carries and got hurt, you know, so that really sucked. Did he play Gibson? Yeah, look, he played Gibson and still dropped 200. If Gibson could have been in and been himself, he might have got, you know, maybe 20 because he two carries 14 yards, that's a good start against Pittsburgh's D, but he could have had a 20-point performance. So disappointing, very disappointing. I was expecting big things for Gibson in these playoffs. Um, hopefully he comes back, but that'll be, oh, man. I mean, that's what I said. You did not want to play in that first round. Steve really got out, got a good one. I got a good one to get out this year. This is probably, of all seasons ever, we always want the bye. You always want the bye because, like I said, you win one game and you're in the final, and anything can happen. Just win one game and you're in the final. And uh, this is the, the one year you do not want to play in that first round. You know, I don't care what your roster is. I don't. I don't want to play. Watch. You know, I'm going to put my best roster forward and see how many points I would have scored. But let's see how many teams could have outscored me this coming week. You know, that could have knocked me out in the first round where you go, you win all season and then lose in the playoffs. And we've seen that happen. But Dino against Brian, Christian against Mario. Let's see. They met. Now, the regular season, like I said, sometimes you get these guys on a bye week, so it doesn't really matter. But let's see. Where is Mario? Mario. Played Christian week nine, not too long ago, week nine. And Mario won 190 to 177. So very good game. Uh, and Mario pulled out the win. 
and then let's see what happens here. Now, see, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Because of bye weeks, sometimes when you have just one game, it can be very misleading. And then what was the other one? Oh, Dino Dan against Brian. I think we talked about that. They played early on in the season. Yeah, Dino Dan won 239 to 195. Man, that is a high-scoring game. And both the rosters, that's when they, week five, remember we said the first month, Dino Dan, Christian, Steve, and uh, Jacob were the top four teams flying high. Dino Dan's still here. Christian's still here. Steve is still here. Jacob's point-wise is still here, but he just couldn't get those wins. So to see Dino against Brian, we will see right now. Does Brian's uh, hot streak, does his luck continue? Is Dino Dan going to shut him down? Oh, that would be such a great matchup. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see these games. It's like, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, I won't play Steve unless unless we both get to the final, but I'm really hoping that uh, for Dino's sake, I know Brian would love to beat me. I know Dino Dan would love to beat me. It's tough to say because you don't know. If Dino wins, he's the higher seed, so he would go on to take Steve because he's the three seed. He wouldn't take me on. I would take whoever won between Mario and Christian. But if, yeah, then Dino would be, uh, this is tough. Man, if Brian wins and he gets to take me on, I know Brian would love to stick a fork in my season and uh, get himself to his third championship. Yeah, dude, there's so many outcomes. I mean, and, and let's just hope, let's just hope everyone is healthy. We don't need anybody getting hurt on the first play of the game. But Steve will sit back comfortably. I'll sit back comfortably. But that's how it's going to go. Uh, I will hit you up. If you're listening to this podcast, feel free anytime. Uh, anytime at this today or tomorrow if possible. Hit me up with the uh, top five. You can go top five. Who's first place, second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place in the Solomon vote award. What you think. And as always, you cannot vote for yourself. We had that in the past. We're not voting for ourselves. Um, this is a. Uh, this is why we allow other people to everyone to vote because um, it used to be the nominees. I'd put the nominees, and then the nominees couldn't vote at all. But then it's like you know, let everyone vote, let everyone vote. But you just can't vote for yourself. I still have to go over. I that's why I don't expect you to know right away. I have to go over who I think. Um, yeah, I man, it's so tough, dude. I mean, there's so many options. That's why it's going to be one of the hardest ever. How do you not think Steve? I mean, if you base it off points, you go, okay, well, Steve's not going to. It's what you, that's, I've already talked about a dozen times what I, what the award represents. It can, it can be what you want to vote. You could say, you know what? I thought, uh, I thought Mario had very low draft picks. You know, he didn't get a bunch of quality draft picks. He did inherit some talented players though. Tyler Boyd, Russell Wilson, Schobert, who ended up cutting and now I'm using and he had 54 points. That was a great performance for me this last week. But he did inherit some talented players and a good team um, from Jose. And But then he drafted so well. You know, this last week, Carr with the 54-point performance, you know, or 42. Carr has been outstanding. You know, at times he disappears. He killed him last week. That's why Mario lost. Or if Mario wins last week, he, he would have clinched. He would have been had the bye week. Um, so Carr really let him down at Atlanta when he didn't even get a point. But then you look at the other games where he had 28, 36, 42. You know, he really saved his bacon at times. And you look at the draft, and I could see you finding Mario. I could see uh, Dino Dan, who was the first 
five weeks was so active in free agents and trade markets to set up a team where you got Cook and Jones and Jones next week. Oh, man. Anybody who knows, week two was Jones' best week, 52 points against the Lions. Week 14, I did not want to play Dino Dan if, you ha- if, he, if I, somehow I had to play the first round. He plays at Detroit, the Lions. We'll see if his luck continues. Is he going to just dominate him again? Is it going to be Aaron Rodgers getting involved? But, you know, there, you look at it and you go, he made the trade for Amari Cooper. And with Dak Prescott there, that was worth it. I still think it's worth it now because Cooper still had some really good games, even though he doesn't have the best quarterback. He just came off Thanksgiving for 29, 15 against Pittsburgh, 23 against Arizona. He, so he can he's quarterback-proof. He doesn't need a top QB. They'll still target him a lot. But that, that pick when Dak was there uh, was a little more value. Corey Davis playing great. Tanyan, I mean, he's got he's got a lot of solid pieces. You know, he made the trade for Sanders. Sanders, Cup, Cooper Cup. Buda Baker had struggled, the, wasn't it, the last few games? Yeah, 14 and 10, and Dino's like, you know what, man? Baker, you've been great, and he was garbage. Then he puts him on the bench, and then Baker comes back with a 35-point game. So who knows? It's tough. It's tough. What are you going to do? Patriots, 62. So Dino Dan's team... You, if you if you vote for Dino, you can't go wrong there. You can't go with Christian, but don't look at it and just go, oh, the record. You know the record. Um, it's what what did you do? To me, it was always how well did you manage your team? You know how did you get the most out of what you had? And that's why in the past, you know, I thought uh, I know it wasn't a popular pick with Jose last year, but I just felt like he got a lot with. Um, at times, it's felt like a little. You know, he got some players out of nowhere. He made some big trades towards the trade deadline. Um, also, in the past, uh, I voted. Um, I've said it before. I don't know if, if anyone remembers, but the year I always talked about where Dino Dan made the playoffs in the sixth seed um, and he was uh, dead last in scoring. Remember, I was like, no one's ever done that before and no one's done it after. And I know, Dino, you took offense to it at the draft party, but it was the ultimate compliment. You know, I mean, you did so much with with such little that honestly, you shouldn't have been in the playoffs and you were. I voted for you. I think, I can't remember if I had you first or second that year, but I had you one or two for my votes in for the Solomon because that, to me, that's what it represents. You know, I invented the award based on how well John did, John Solomon did that year and so I usually everyone's different. I've had people tell vote. I've had people send me their votes where they go, best record, first place, second record, second place, highest scoring point, third place, or whatever their their criteria is. So I'm not going to tell you you can't vote that way. I take your votes how it is, but I always try to push my um, idea as a reminder that the award doesn't like right now does not have to go to me. You don't look at it and go, oh well, Danny's twelve and one. That's got it. He's first. No, like, you know, in the past, I've had other people um, when uh, the top team, they, they sent me their votes and it wasn't the top team. And I said, yeah, I like that. You know, you're picking this guy or you're, you're basing it on that. And you're kind of getting the criteria is it could be the guy with the best record. Matt's got it before, you know, um, when he had the best record. Him and Elijah were very close and Matt got it. Um, Brian's got it. Brian's the only one to win it twice, you know, and uh, neither time did he have best record in the league. You know, uh, he was he what did win the president's trophy, so he was the most points scored. So, and that's one thing I think about is if you you know point scoring. Uh, and right now you have six playoff teams that are all within a few hundred points of each other, and 
they're all teams that are excellent at judgment. That's why we've I, I I'm I'd have to go through history, but based on memory, I don't remember ever seeing five teams. I mean, look at this. You have two 10-win teams, a 12-win team. We've never had that. We've never, ever, ever in this league, and that is a fact, is for 10 seasons, we have never had three teams with double-digit wins. This is a first. In the past, we've had one year, Dino Dan, Steve, and myself all won the division. Um, it was 9-3, and three, or 9-4, uh, and 9-4, and, four, nine and, four, and I, I want to say 10-3 and three maybe. So and it was like that was it, man. If you get to nine and four, you got a shot. One year, Jacob and I both finished tied for first, but he won it because he had more points than me, the President's Trophy. So he got both the top seat as well. We were in the same division. He was nine and four, and I was nine and four. A lot of times, nine wins got you contention for a bye week. This year, we have Dino and Christian both with nine wins, and a ten-win team with Mario, and none of them have a bye week. This is not about. Oh, you know what? We changed the president or we added the um the superflex, so everything's out of whack. No, 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 no. Because we all have the superflex. Uh at one time Eric had a great quarterback comp. He traded Tannehill to me, but he wasn't winning games. He had Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers. So he had two quarterbacks getting dropping 25 points a game, and he was playing close, but he wasn't winning games. Uh he's actually won more games now since he traded Tannehill. So uh yeah, he's Eric, I think, almost won five out of his last seven, but he's won four and three out of his last seven. So he's got a winning record the second half of the year. Props to him because some guys will just give it up and mail everything in, but uh, he's got some talented guys on that team still. Um, that being said, having two quarterbacks does not mean that you were going to win because we all got it. You know, It's who had the better draft, who made the better free agents, who made the moves and was aggressive, and you're seeing that. And early on, you saw that, and... This is this is the first season that we've ever had in 10 years to where you had f- almost six, but you had five, at least record-wise, extremely high win record teams. It's probably the most wins ever combined f- for the top six playoff teams. It's, it is. It is. It's 100% because, like I said, we've never had three teams get double-digit wins. So that alone, and then you have two, two teams with nine wins, I mean... <laughs> That's crazy. So that's the most wins ever combined for for uh, 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 the end of a regular season. That's that's a tough year, man. That's a tough year. That's why no one that wins would shock me. If Brian wins at six and seven, I would not be shocked because, like I said, three out of the last five or six games, he's dropped two hundred points. His team is excellent. Um, we will see about. I know some people have talked about scoring. With the defense, yes, we can lower the defensive player, um, but it'll lower for all of us, so that'll lower the points. I get that. You know, if every defensive player averages about 10 to 15 points a game, um, that will lower it some, and that, that might be, not be able to mask. Because if you get a defensive guy who goes and gets 40, you know, Darius Leonard, 39 points, but then you have a couple running backs do nothing that week, that does pick up the slack, as opposed to, let's say, another guy goes, hey, I had two running backs with 20 points each, but my defender only had eight points that week. You know, it all it to me it all balances out, so it doesn't matter because we all are in the same playing field. But I, we can lower the defensive player, um, we can lower the defense, um, bring it back down some. But I still don't think that's going to change the fact that the teams that are in the playoffs really, really, really uh, dominated with the wins. Um, other than Jacob, 
who should have been in. He, you know, the the points he put up, um, he just had some bad luck games, you know, and that's what it comes down to. That's why fantasy's luck. That's why Jacob has said on our group text, this is why he hates fantasy football. It drives you nuts. You love it. You love it when you win. Um, to me, I try to, uh, a strategy I've done, I've mentioned, is I, I try to get some of my favorite players because uh, then if you do lose, at least if you did, you're like, you're pissed that your player didn't perform well, but you enjoyed watching your player. You know, I, I enjoy to go out and watch DK Metcalf. You know, I enjoy watching Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, if the guy can ever stay healthy, he's my favorite player to watch. And he missed half of last year or a big quarter of it and all of this year. So it's very disappointing. I can't wait for him to come back. But when you do it like that, it's a little easier as opposed to, you know, now you're cheering for guys you don't even like and and then they suck. And then you're just like, dude, I hate fantasy football or sports in general sometimes. So I know that feeling. Um, but yeah, so those are the matchups. You know, as of right now, I'll have to correct it because it's going to have Mario with the bye. Mario does not have the bye. You don't have the bye, Mario, like I said. Um, you will end up playing Christian in the first round and Dino Dan against Brian. Those are some amazing games. I will do a podcast this week talking about those games. Uh, we'll also go over the NIT for anyone who did not make it. I know Austin listens to the podcast sometimes and he's in the NIT. We'll talk about the importance of that. Um, I know Austin's hoping Christian McCaffrey plays as well. Uh, if Christian McCaffrey plays and I win the championship, he gets a, a first round pick. But then I get my third round pick back as well. So I'll have to go over that deal again. I can't remember exact details on it. But yeah, so that was it. I think I get a fourth round. I get my third back. I switch the first. Oh, who cares? We'll worry about that if we even reach that. It might be uh, one and done. We never know. Um, so that is it for today's podcast. We still have uh, the Thursday, the Tuesday night game. I really need... I hope J.K. Dobbins goes off. I mean, I've been waiting for that guy all year. I didn't play him this week um, because it's driving me nuts. They just, But I really need to see a game where he just goes off. I've been waiting for it all year. I hope this is the week. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the season. Uh, it was a wild last week, and uh, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. We have a possibility. There's only two returning champs, myself and... Christian, Christian's in the first round. I am in the second round. If you can knock us out, we will have a new champ, which is very exciting, which will be, you know, as the commissioner, like I said, I always hope it's a new champ um, until everyone gets one. It's nice to see a new one every year. But if uh, Christian gets that first round win, uh, you got another shot. You know, you might see Christian take on, depends who wins between Dino and Brian. If Brian and Christian win those first games, I'm taking on Brian and Christian's taking on Mario and let the chips fly fall where they may because you you don't want a matchup of me against Christian uh, in the final because then we it's another one where we got another returning champ and a lot of people want to see someone new as well. And I'm pulling for you guys, Dino. I'm pulling for you, Steve, uh, Mario. That would be amazing for Mario to come into our football league and, and win it his first year uh, with an excellent draft and some great moves. In a very tough division going against Steve, going against Eric. Eric's, you know, like I said, Eric has won four out of his last six games coming into this week. So very impressive to, to come away with some wins there. So that is it with the podcast. I hope you guys have a great day. Um, I will hit you up again. I don't know if I'll do the next podcast, maybe Wednesday night after we get everything official. And then we'll also have um, 
the waivers going through. We'll get ready for Thursday night football, the Rams and Patriots. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, that'll be big. Dino Dan, you'll have Cooper Cup. Does Brian? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping first round of the playoffs we get some Patriots. You got, I, I don't know what's going to go on. So that'll be cool. Can't wait. Have a good night, guys, or a good day and a safe day. Talk to you later. Bye.